opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. All right, and good evening, everyone, and thank you for joining us here tonight. My name is Clark Rockfall, and I am the Director of Advocacy and Governmental Affairs for the American Council of the Blind. Again, thank you to everyone who's joining us over Zoom, as well as everyone listening on ACB Radio. Tonight, we have a special presentation. There's been a a lot of voting discussion in the air already. Earlier this week, the ACB Information Referral and Peer Support held a voter education panel that was on Tuesday, and we're backing that up here tonight with a presentation from Democracy Live and a remote absentee voting vendor um, that is helping provide an accessible remote absentee voting solution uh, for people with disabilities, ACB members, and people who are blind and low vision as a whole. So at first, I'd like to introduce Brian Finney, who is the president of Democracy Live. Brian, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing fabulous. Thank you very much. Great. And thank you so much for you and your team joining us here tonight. Uh, please tell us a little bit about Democracy Live. Well, thank you, Clark. And again, uh, thank you for the opportunity you know, to discuss you know, this critical upcoming election where hopefully all voters who want to be able to vote privately and independently will be able to vote. Uh, Democracy Live has been providing these types of technologies, accessible voting technologies, since 2008. Um, What we're going to be doing here today is walking you through an accessible absentee uh, voting solution that we first launched um, in Washington State back in 2008 when the state went to uh, universal vote by mail, which was great for all those voters that could hold a paper ballot and see a paper ballot and mark a paper ballot. But for the close to 10 percent of voters who who can't vote a private ballot privately and, and, and independently, we uh, worked with the University of Washington Center for Technology and Disabilities, and over the last decade with many of, of the members of the Council of the Blind and other uh, organizations to create this uh, accessible balloting portal so all voters can vote privately and conveniently from home without having to ask somebody to vote for them um, or have to go to a, a public uh, polling place during a pandemic to vote. So the uh, idea of, of Democracy Live is to provide accessible voting to all voters, regardless of uh, geography or regardless of, of disabilities. Brian, that's great. And uh, Democracy Live has been deployed in, what is it now, 21 states throughout the U.S. So I know many of our um, ACB members are familiar with the name Democracy Live and many of our state affiliates have been big fans of Democracy Live in our advocacy work in deploying this solution. Um, what's the what's some of the feedback that you've received about the uh, the Democracy Live Omni Ballot solution? Well, again, you know, over the last decade now, we've been receiving all types of different feedback from a whole array of different types of voters. Uh, we have voters that are in the military and, and serving overseas and in, in, in Afghanistan or as scientists in Antarctica or a submariner out in the Pacific, or uh, the 25 plus million voters here at home domestically who have a disability, who have historically not had the same right to voting a a private ballot 
from the convenience of, of their home. And so being able to listen and, and learn and, and hear back from those voters, uh, many of which are your members, to help us grow and expand and, and, and learn how to make the, the voting process even more accessible um, has been ex extremely rewarding. Um, and the feedback that we've had so far has been very, very positive. Um, just simply the fact that, that, you know, regardless of politics, this is obviously a very critical election. And uh, where virtually every voter in the country can vote conveniently and privately and independently from home, um, up until this type of technology, the only voters that had to be had to go to a, a remote uh, polling location or a voting location to vote on on an accessible machine were voters with disabilities. And so just the idea of being able to narrow that gap and bridge the gap to make sure that if a voter wanted to vote from their kitchen table or from their laptop um, at home, that they can. And, and so that's the kind of feedback that we've had is it, it, not having to ask your friend or a family member or a spouse to vote for you um, has been important for many, many voters. And, and we've been honored to help serve that purpose. And Brian, what sort of uh, feedback have you received this year here in 2020 during the pandemic? Uh, we know that many states and local jurisdictions have been changing their, um, their voting plans and voting systems. Uh, what sort of impact has this had on uh, d Democracy Live and the availability of the Omni Ballot solution? Well, quite honestly, because of your work at, at the Council of the Blind and, and at your local affiliates um, across the country, this issue has really uh, awoken many of your state elections officials, secretaries of states, county clerks, elections administrators across this country. Um, the issue of being able to provide equal access to voting from home to all voters um, because of the pandemic, the issue was really thrust into the spotlight and where we only had a handful of states um, really offering this type of technology and these tools before the pandemic. I think this has really uh, risen to light. The fact that, you know, for across the country, we've got 200 million voters. Virtually everyone has the same right to vote from home, um, except for voters who cannot necessarily see the ballot. And so now, because of the pandemic and because of the advocacy of the members of the Council of the Blind, uh, we're seeing more and more states adopting this type of technology to allow voters to be able to vote uh, privately and independently from home. That's great. And, and we certainly you know, appreciate the development of tools like this that increase the uh, privacy and independence for our members, for them to exercise their democratic rights um, and participate in the voting process and to do so safely. I think one of the things that's been pretty amazing to me is that this isn't a, a partisan issue. Um, you know, accessible solutions, and uh, you can probably speak to it better than I can, that Democracy Live is being deployed and you know, other solutions as well are being deployed in the deepest of red states with Republican control throughout the Secretary of State, the House, the Senate, and the Governor, but also it throughout states and cities that are very heavily democratically controlled. Um, what do you think it is about accessible voting that speaks to, um, I guess, participation across the political um, you know, spectrum and political ideals? Well, I think you said it. I don't think uh, having... Um 
you know, having a disability is not a partisan uh, um, situation. It, it's if you happen to have, um, you know, particular political persuasion um, and you have macular degeneration, you know, you have to be, be blind. We do a lot of work with, with the military and overseas voters who maybe lost their sight um, in Iraq and Afghanistan. Um, so from what we've seen uh, across the board, you're absolutely right. It, it's not a political partisan issue. It, it's not certainly not a democracy live issue. This is a democracy issue. Uh, and I think people can really understand that. And from what we've seen over the last decade, um, you're right, it's it split pretty heavily um, right down the middle in terms of states that are using um, our technology and, and technologies like it. Uh, it really doesn't have a political bent. Yeah. Well, I know we've got a, we've got a good group here tonight and I know they are very interested to learn more um, and you know, listen to and view the demo for uh, the Omni Ballot Solution. Um, so let's get into that and then see what sort of questions we get following the demo. Okay. Well, thank you again, Clark. And, and I'd like to introduce uh, a couple of uh, folks from Democracy Live that have joined us here today. Uh, we have Melissa Carney. Uh, Melissa happens to also be a member of, of the Council of the Blind. Uh, Melissa lives out in, I, I believe, Pennsylvania. Um, and um, we also have Charlie Canoon. Charlie uh, does a lot of work. Um, some of you may know Charlie. He does a lot of work with some of your affiliates around the country. He's in ahead of our uh, voter education and outreach for advocacy for voters um, across the country um, that are looking to have an accessible option to have the same right to be able to vote uh, an absentee ballot or, or an at-home ballot. So we have both Charlie and Melissa with us. Melissa, who happens to be blind, um, she'll be uh, doing the audio portion of the demonstration, I believe using JAWS. Um, and what we're going to do is kind of work in tandem here. I have uh, the, the site up um, for the, what we call the Omni Ballot Accessible Balloting Portal. And what I'm gonna do is walk through that um, process and Melissa will in parallel walk through um, using the JAWS uh, screen reader. But for background purposes and before we get into the demonstration, I just as a reminder I, of all the groups, I probably don't have to share this with you, but um, we all know that voters have different types of devices at home that they're using and the intention of OmniBallot and, and, and through Democracy Live was to take the same type of accessibility tools that you've had historically in the polling place where you can go to a polling place and use the accessible machine and, and listen to the ballot, um, navigate your way through the ballot and then eventually mark your ballot and, and, and typically print it. What we're hoping to do through OmniBallot is bring that same level of accessibility into the home using your devices and your computers um, with whatever browser and screen reader and operating system that, that you have uh, in your home. So if you're able to go to Amazon and, and go shopping, we partner with Amazon on this, by the way. Um, and, and if you're able to go to Facebook and go socialize using your home device, you should be able to go and, and be able to access your ballot. That's the whole philosophy here is, you know, if you happen to have Parkinson's, if, if you happen to have um, cerebral palsy or paralysis or, or, um, or you're blind, you should be able to access your ballot and vote a private and independent ballot, just like everybody else. You should not have to be the only subset of voters that's forced to go down to a, a, a public uh, machine during a pandemic when everybody else in your neighborhood can vote from home. And so the way that this works, 
is that it's all secured um, in the Amazon AWS secure portal. Um, Amazon's been approved by literally every federal agency. So this cloud that the application resides in is all um, secured in the Amazon cloud, same cloud that's been approved by the Department of Defense and the CIA and FBI and, and all the major federal agencies. And what will happen is um, typically what will the, the state that, that is providing this type of technology would send you a link. Um, at first they would, it depends on the state, every state's a little bit different, but most states are gonna provide um, an option for you to put in a request to be able to vote again, privately and independently from home. So using the accessible absentee ballot. And what they would do is they would send you a link and you would access that link. And when you click on that link, it would bring you back to this secure portal. Now the portal has been tested for, I believe it's 94 different combinations of screen readers, right? So NVDA and voiceover and JAWS and, and narrator and the whole array of different major um, operating systems, you know, Chrome and Firefox and Edge and Explorer. Um, and then uh, all the different types of um, browsers that are out there as well as the operating systems. And all combined, it's about 94 different combinations that this has been tested for. So you can use your own uh, laptop, your own device to be able to access the ballot. Now I will say before I get into the demonstration, and Melissa is gonna go ahead and kind of navigate through the process using JAWS, I will say that in the majority of states, um, uh, as Clark, you mentioned, we're in about 20 plus states um, for this upcoming election. Um, but at the end of the process, uh, there is um, a, a ballot that's printed by your home computer, or your home printout, your home printer. Um, it's not entirely electronic. So I just want to point that out up front, um, that at the end of the process, after you log in and access your ballot and mark your ballot and review your ballot, you'll be um, prompted to print out the ballot and then you mail it back in just like every other absentee voter. So at a very high level, that's the way that the process works. So before I get started, um, are there any questions? Okay, hearing none, I think Melissa, if you're ready to roll, um, we can start the, the, the demonstration using JAWS. We do have one question actually. Okay. Um, we have, uh, it says Lisa, and Lisa, you should now be able to unmute and talk. For those of us who may not have a printer, is there any upcoming way to make it totally electronic? Well, what you can do, you know, we are working hard with, with some of these states to allow for it to be a fully electronic, what we call electronic ballot delivery, and then electronic return. Right now, the vast majority of jurisdictions and states only allow for the electronic ballot delivery part of it. What you can do, it's a little bit clunky, but you can save uh, your ballot onto like a thumb drive and then take it to a place that has a printer. Um, or you can move to West Virginia. <laughs> funny. Electronically return it. Yeah, that, that, that's where we're, we're trying hard to, to work with other states to allow for the full electronic return. But at this point, West Virginia is really the only um, state that allows for the full electronic return for voters with disabilities. And Brian, I think we'll get more into that after the, the demo as we kick off Q&A as to why that is the case. You bet. Great. Well, thank you for the question. We'll, we'll answer more questions at the end of the demonstration. Um, Melissa, do you want to start? Absolutely. Hi, everyone. It's a pleasure to be here today. I'm Melissa. I'm currently serving as the Director of Outreach and Engagement for the Pennsylvania Council. 
Um, so just for context today, I'll be using uh, JAWS 2020 with Google Chrome. Um, as Brian sort of you know, uh, mentioned before, um, the Omni Ballot works with multiple combinations of um, many different browsers and screen readers. Um, so you're not limited to um, just JAWS or just Chrome. Um, okay, well, without further ado, I'll jump right into it. Um, so I will be describing exactly what keys I'm pressing and where I'm, I'm clicking on um, to move through different pages so that you can kind of get an idea of what this looks like um, from a screen reader perspective. So um, primarily I'll be using headings and arrow keys as a heads up. Okay, so I'm gonna start by pressing H for headings. So you have this at the top. Welcome voters. You'll hear that. So I'm gonna start pressing H for heading. Main menu heading level two. Welcome voters heading level one. Then I'm going to arrow down here so you can see what this looks like here. This site will allow you to mark, review, and electronically return or print and return your ballot to your local elections office. Please follow the prompts below to begin the balloting process. Heading level two accessible absentee ballot. So this is um, for today's purposes. This is what we're going to click on. Continue button. You'll see a continue button here. So you're going to press space on that. Main region. Continue button. Voter lookup heading level one. And this will be where you type in your voter credentials. So this is identifying information such as your full name, your birth date, etc. Please fill in the fields to access your ballot. First name. Required invalid entry edit. Forms mode on. First name edit required invalid entry. Voter lookup. So I'm typing in sample. Sample. Forms mode off. For last name. Arrowing down to last name. Required invalid entry edit. Forms mode on. Secure connection. I'm typing voter. Voter forms mode off. Virtual birthday month. Down arrowing again. And here you'll see a combo box. Required invalid entry menu combo box month. So I'm going to click enter on that. Forms mode on. Secure connection. Month combo box. I'm going box to arrow down to January. One. Forms mode off. Virtual PC. Birthday month. Required menu combo box one. And you'll see that now that's in there. I'm going to down arrow again. Day. Today, entry menu combo I'm going box to click day. enter on this combo box. Forms mode on. Secure connection. Day combo one. And again, I'm going to down arrow to the first. Forms mode off. Virtual PC. Year. I'm going to down down arrow again to year. Required invalid entry menu combo box. This is box another year. combo box. I'm going to click enter on this. Forms mode on. Secure. 2003. And I'm going to arrow down to 1999. 2000. 2001. 2000. 1999. Forms mode off. Virtual continue button. Okay, then you'll see the continue button underneath all of your credentials. You'll press spacebar on that. Voter lookup. Main region. Ballot marking heading level one. And here is the fun part. Here's your official ballot. So again, I'm primarily going to use headings and arrow keys, and I'll also let you um, hear the instructions, um, which is nice. So you'll see that at the top of every page, there's a handy little um, paragraph or list that kind of tells you what you should be doing on each page. Official ballot election, Omni ballot demo election, ballot style test, heading level two election, Omni ballot heading level two, ballot style test, ballot one to five. Click an option to make a selection. To change your selection, click your selection again to deselect and click on another option. Link skip the bottom. Okay, so that's kind of telling you how to how to select your candidates. So I'm going to go by heading. For U.S. Senator heading level three. And I'm going to down arrow to look at those uh, options for selection. Vote for not more than one. Group start for U.S. Senator. Three checkboxes. Um, and what's nice is it will indicate how many options you have to choose from from the start. Santa Claus checkbox not checked. Ebenezer Scrooge checkbox not checked. 
Write-in checkbox not checked. I'll demonstrate a write-in candidate shortly. I'll just show you how to select and deselect candidates first. Ebenezer Scrooge checkbox Santa Claus checkbox not checked. Okay, so we will press space to select Santa Claus. For U.S. Senator Group, Santa Claus checkbox checked. Okay. Um, then I'm going to press H again to go down to the next um, the next ballot item. For representative to Congress heading level three, vote for not more than one. And again, what's nice about the system is every um, every different ballot selection is organized by heading, um, and then you'll find your options for each ballot item underneath that. Group start for representative to Congress. Four checkboxes. Amelia Earhart checkbox not checked. Charles Chuck Eater checkbox not checked. Charles Lindbergh checkbox not checked. Write a checkbox not checked. Okay, so I'm going to go back up and check Amelia Earhart. Charles Charles Amelia Earhart checkbox not checked. For representative to Congress group, Amelia Earhart checkbox checked. Okay, and then I'm going to press heading again to go to the next option. City Council heading level three. Vote for not more than two. Okay, so here I'm going to make an intentional mistake, just so you can see how if you had to change a selection, you would do that. Um, so if you hear again, vote for not more than two. So it's vote for not more than two. So here it's basically indicating that you have to check off two check boxes instead of just one. So I'm intentionally going to only check out off one, so you can see what happens if you miss those instructions or forget to check two. Group start city council. Five check boxes. Johnny Cash checkbox not checked. Okay. Elvis Presley checkbox not checked. Dolly Parton checkbox not checked. Write in one of two checkbox not checked. Okay, so I'm going to. Dolly Parton checkbox not checked. Select Dolly. City Council group. Dolly Parton checkbox checked. Intentionally skip the other one. For city waste director heading level And I pressed H for headings once again. Vote for not more than one. Group start for city waste director. Two checkboxes. Dr. William McDougall checkbox not checked. And here I will show you how to do a write-in candidate. So when you get to when you get to the write-in candidate checkbox, you're going to press space on that. For city waste director approved, write-in checkbox checked. Then you're going to down arrow. Write-in edit. And then you'll find an edit box underneath that. So you'll press enter on that. Forms mode on secure connection. Oh, let's see. We'll write the Easter Bunny because I'm liking the Santa Claus theme that we started out with. Okay, so then you'll see you'll see that as the write-in candidate. Okay, and then if we press H again, it'll go to the next ballot item. Article one, heading level three. Vote yes or no. Shall chapter I, section one hundred three of the Votersville City Charter be hereby amended as follows? Chapter one, incorporation and general provisions, section one hundred three. Wards established. There shall be three wards for the city of Votersville, and the boundaries of the wards shall be fixed from time to time by the board. Of civil authority subject to the approval of the city council, the boundaries shall be fixed so as to provide equal or near equal distribution of population. Among the three wards in accordance with the most recent federal census. Group start article one. Two checkboxes. Yes checkbox not checked. No checkbox not checked. Okay, so we will go arrow back up. Yes checkbox not to checked. Yes, press space to check that. Article one group. Yes checkbox checked. And we will down arrow. No checkbox not checked. Group end. Go back button. Um, you'll see a go back button, continue button, and then continue, and you'll press space on that. Selection review heading level one. So this is a selection review page, and this is what um, I was kind of saying. This would be your 
chance to change any selections if you decide that you want a different option. Um, and this is also where if you have any errors, such as the one that I intentionally made, um, where I only selected one instead of two candidates, this is where it'll it'll give you that message and prompt you to then change um, change your answer before you can submit your ballot. So I'm going to use headings here. Official ballot election um, for U.S. Senator heading level three. Okay, and so here you'll again. This is the review. So Santa Claus. So you'll see your selection underneath that heading. Change for U.S. Senator button. And that's the button that you'll press. Um, each each ballot item has that option, so you don't have to go back and change the whole thing or redo the whole thing. You can um, change it selection by selection. For representative to Congress heading level three. Press H again. I'm going to down narrow. Amelia Earhart. And you'll see my um, choice for Amelia. Change for representative to Congress button. Okay, I'm going to press H again. City Council heading level three. And this is. Dolly Parton. Um, this is where I made the intentional error. So you'll see. Heading level three, City Council. Dolly Parton. Warning. Missing one of two selections. So that's your warning that you're missing a selection. So then what you're going to do change city council button. is click this um, change selection button. City council heading level three. It'll bring you right to that specific item um, and via heading. Vote for not more than two. Okay. Group start city council. So then if you see Five here, Johnny Elvis Presley, Dolly, Parton checkbox checked. Dolly Parton is still checked. Um, so then you would just go select another one. Elvis Presley, Johnny Cash checkbox, Elvis Presley checkbox not checked. Select Elvis. City Council Group. Elvis Presley checkbox checked. Okay. Then you'll down arrow. Dolly Parton checkbox checked. So you have two now. Right in. One of right in. Two approve end. Go back to review page button. You'll press the space on here so you can go back to that review page. Ballot market. Main region. City Council heading level three. And then now you're back on the review page where you initially asked to make that change. And if you down arrow. Elvis Presley. Dolly Parton. You'll see that both of them are now there. Change City Council button. Okay, I'm going to continue the review and press H for heading. For city waste director heading level three, write an Easter buddy. Okay, so that's the write-in that we did. Change for city waste director button. Okay, I'm going to press. Link skip the bottom. I'm actually going to keep down arrowing. Heading level three, article one. And here we have the written um, selection that we checked yes or no for. Yes. Change article one button. Okay. Link skip the bottom. Go back button. Here's a go back if you want to go back to the original ballot instead of the review page. Continue button. And then finally the continue. So we'll press space on that button. Print your selections heading level one. Click on the print selections button below to print your ballot selections. After your selections finish printing, click the continue button to download. Okay. Your return packet. Print selections button. Go print selections button. So we're button. going to print selections. So you just press space on that. Print selections button. Cancel. Cancel button. Okay. More settings button collapse. More settings. This is where you'll see all your printer settings. Combo box color. All of that. More, good more stuff. settings. Print button. Cancel button. Um, and then you just print button. Press the arrow down and press the print button. Now I'm actually going to cancel button. Cancel this. Print your selections. Print selections button. Go back button. Continue button. And then I'm going to show you how you would download your packet. So if you arrow down continue button. to um, continue, now this was back on the page go back button, print selections button. where you can print your selections, you'll find, go back you button. go down, arrow, continue button. you'll find the continue button, so you'll press space on that, continue button. Ballot return package and again, this is to download, um, download your ballot. Please click the link below to start your download. 
I'm just arrowing down through here to look at the instructions. Download return package button. Okay. Warning. Warning. Ending your session will clear. Warning. Download return package button. Okay. So I'm going to download. Untitled alert. alert. Download complete. 81B91B84150. Okay. And it's it's really as simple as that. Please click the link below to start download. Warning. Warning. And go back button. End session button. Okay. And then when you're done. Go back button. You'll see the go back. End session button. And then you'll press space to end the session. End session. Success. Heading level one. Your ballot and ballot return materials have been submitted successfully. Please allow for up to three business days after submission to process your ballot. If you have questions about whether your ballot has been received and processed, contact your local elections office for further information. Thank you for voting. Main region end. Okay. And that's really all there is to it. Again, very straightforward. Um, you don't need to have advanced screen reader skills to be able to um, fill this out. It's primarily... Um, as I'm sure you noticed, um, you can navigate it by only using headings, arrow keys, your space bar, and of course, if you want to add in one of those write-in candidates. So very simple, very straightforward. Um, I've tested this system probably about 100 times right now, and I've never had any issues with it. Um, so I'm looking forward to, as a, a, a Pennsylvania resident now, having the option to vote accessibly. Um, I'm, you know, so I'm, I'm right there with everyone who's feeling the excitement um, in states that uh, that do not have this option yet. Keep advocating. Um, the election's coming up. You may not be able to vote accessibly in, in the upcoming election, but definitely keep pushing for it for the future. And um, good luck with your advocacy efforts. And to those of you who have advocated, thank you for that. Well, thank you, Melissa. So, Clark, um, I think I'll turn it back over to you. Great. Thank you so much, Brian. And again, thank you, Melissa, um, for sharing your expertise, not only as a Pennsylvania Council member, uh, but also running us through the OmniBallot portal. So we'll have uh, Randy here start to recognize folks who are raising their hands and asking questions. And Randy, you probably know better than I do, but on a phone, it's uh, star uh, nine. Well, what I'll do, so there, I, uh, I'll just go ahead and run through it. Um, so the first uh, part of the process is to raise your hand. You do this by pushing Alt-Y on a PC, uh, Option-Y on a Mac, uh, finding the More button, and then the subsequent Raise Hand button on a touchscreen device or star nine on your phone. Once you've done that, and I've recognized you and called on you, um, I will allow you to talk, which means you will be able to unmute, which is Alt-A on a PC, Command-Shift-A on a Mac, uh, finding and double-tapping the button in the lower left-hand corner of your touchscreen device, or star 6 on your telephone. And we do have a hand up. The first hand I saw was Diane Scalzi. And Diane, you should now be able to unmute and speak. All right, well, while... I had to find my... Am I unmuted there she now? Is. Yes, you are. Okay. Um, I, I was in a way different window, and I apparently have a lot of windows open here. Um, anyway, I live in Michigan, and I received the link to my Omni ballot to today. And um, when I clicked on it, I got a message that says, privacy error. Your connection isn't private. Attackers might be trying to steal your information from, and it gives an IP address 
for example, uh, passwords, message, messages, or credit cards. Then it gives a uh, net colon colon ERR number. No, maybe it's not a number. It might be an underline. C-E-R-T underline C-O-M-M-O-N underline N-A-M-E underline I-N-V-A-L-I-D. Um, obviously, it's not letting me open. Well, I, I take that back. I can either go back or there is uh, an advance button. And apparently in the advance button, you can open the ballot at your own risk. So I guess my question is, um, who, how, how do I go about fixing this? Is there something that, we, that I have to fix at my end or? So just to, this is Brian. Um, I'm sorry, which state are you in right now? I'm in Michigan. In Michigan, okay. And which county are you in? Do you mind me asking? Macomb. Macomb. Okay, you know that that sounds like it's a it's a it's a potentially a, a configuration setting um, for your um, uh, virus software, but it, it doesn't sound like um, that that'd be a, a hard um, fix. And so it's not something that I'm aware of that we've had in the past. Um, I know that we've had some types of things like that. Depends on some uh, antivirus um, software that sometimes blocks websites. Uh. Um, but we'll get to the bottom of it. Um, if you don't mind, why don't we uh, follow up after this? Because I do want to get to the bottom of that. You know, we've okay. been, yeah, we've been doing this now, you know, for, I'd say, close to you know, over a decade. And, and, you know, I probably a few hundred thousand uh, voters have, have used the tool. And sometimes it depends on how certain devices are are kind of set up but we can we'll get you taken care of for sure okay and i will say that my husband got the same message um on his he uses a different computer so okay <laughs> diane could you please email um this is clark could you please email me at advocacy at acb.org okay so that i can um, offline connect you with the folks at Democracy Live in case they need to follow up and receive additional information. Okay. Advocacy right. at acb.org. Yes, ma'am. Okay. We'll do. All right. Thank you, Diane. All right. Next is phone number ending in 0874. And Randy, for folks on the phone and for phone number ending in 0874, they have to press Star six, star six to unmute themselves. Yes. Okay. All right. Well, as, as phone number zero eight seven four um, presses star it's, six, it's to gone. Unmute them. He, they okay. put down their hand. Um, All right. So we'll do. Should be Doug Hall now. Doug Hall, if you're able to unmute okay, yourself. Okay, there it is. Now, now you should be able to talk. Sorry about there that. There we go. I'm back now, finally. Oh, Hi. All right. Hi, Brian. Hi, Melissa. Hi, Charlie. Um, hey, thank you. Um, I'm in Daytona Beach, Florida, and I wanted to say that um, Friday I received my ballot, my my Omni ballot from, from our secretary, I mean, our um, supervisor of election here in Volusia County. It's uh, Volusia is one of the five pilot counties testing out the system here in Florida. And I did receive it Friday. I finished it and returned it Saturday. It was fantastic. Um, the only word I could use is fantastic. For the first time in 52 years of voting, 
I could actually vote with an absentee ballot independently and privately, which was wonderful. And I really thank Democracy Live for giving us this opportunity. Um, there are five counties in Florida right now that are enabling the residents of those counties to vote in the November election by using the Omni system. And it is wonderful. Um, we actually used a mock election here a few weeks ago to test it out. It was easy. Uh, yes, there are shortcomings to it, but I, I was I was really surprised when I got it Friday and did it. I had absolutely no trouble at all doing it. Uh, Melissa, your your demo is fantastic. All I do is follow what you did, and it worked fine. Well, thank you for that that feedback, Doug. Um, and again, as as you know, only because of the efforts of of, of you and, and and Clark and the team at ACB Florida and, and ACB National. Um, was Florida uh, able to turn this on? Um, and that's the same thing across the country. It's always at that grassroots level, advocating you know, for equal access to voting. Um, does anything ever get done? So I'm glad to see that it worked out for you. All right, next is phone number ending in 1609. And you should be now able to uh, unmute and talk. That's 8609. My apologies. <laughs> okay. Anyway, is there any reason why you wouldn't make the correction to an error when the error occurred rather than waiting till the end and doing it uh, doing it then? I'm uh, just wondering what the rationale is. So, so I think this is a question, Melissa, in your demo, um, when you undervoted the race and went to the end of the ballot. If, if, if it's about that, uh, you know, we are always subject. We can do it either way, but at the okay. end of the process, it's up to the county or the state election code on how they want us to inform the voter that there was an undervote. Uh, oh, all right. And then the other thing, do you provide the address of where you're going to mail this thing back to or where I should mail it back to? Yes, that's a great question. Um, depending on the state, but again, because of uh, the work with like with, with Doug and his team, especially in Volusia County, uh, they really pioneered um, the effort. And I would I would absolutely uh, encourage you all that that have this option in, in your state to remind or encourage your local county elections officials to mail you out the traditional or more conventional um, envelope that everybody mails back, you know, uh, the traditional absentee paper absentee ballot. Um, but for those jurisdictions that don't provide the conventional return envelope, we do print out the uh, all the return materials, including the instructions on where and how to return it back to the local elections office. So then I, as a blind person, would still have to get the envelope filled out. Yeah, it depends on how the county uh, deploys it. You could just print it out and put it in the, the traditional envelope that they mail out to all absentee voters. Or okay, but that doesn't that traditional envelope contain the ballot? Uh, yeah, it does. You don't have to. Um, and again, some states and some jurisdictions only mail the envelope. If you put in a request okay. for the, um, the ballot, they for an accessible ballot, then they will, depending on the state, uh, they yeah. won't mail you the, the, the ballot. But again, oh, I, mm -hmm. but okay, well, I, 
I'm from Minnesota, and I'm working, trying to work with my uh, county right now to, to get something going with this. But uh, I just was wondering about those two items. And thank you uh, for having this demo. It's enlightened me quite a bit. Well, well, stay tuned in Minnesota. We're working with the state right now, and, and uh, hopefully you'll have some good news coming soon. Uh, yeah, if there's anything I can do uh, to help, uh, let me know. That be, that'd be great. Maybe if you can give your, your information to, to uh, Clark, we can follow yeah, that up. What was that? Advocacyatacb.com? Uh, that email address is advocacy at acb.org. Or, and, okay. Yep, and the ACB National Office has been in touch with um, the our affiliate um, in Minnesota. So the, the Minnesota Council of the Blind or ACB of Minnesota. Um, in, in fact, I had emails from Janet Dickelman just earlier today. Oh, all right. Okay. So. Good enough. I'll uh, work that and, way then. Great. And Brian, a follow-up question for you. Um, so assuming folks have a printer and have access to a printer, is there anything uh, special or particular that they need to do when printing the ballot? Um, does it print on standard eight and a half by eleven paper? Does it need to be resized or formatted? Um, share with us a little bit more about the printing process. No, we, we've we've made it so you can just go ahead and print it out, just like you're printing out a a word document. Um, we have um, we have uh, recently modified the printout so it only prints out the the your selections, and the reason for that that was based on feedback from. Uh, probably from some of your members, uh, Clark, over the last few election cycles, where they want to confirm that what was printed was indeed how they intended to vote. And so by just printing out the essentially a summary of the selections, voters can use either um, OCR um, apps that are now available on, on smart devices or other scanning capabilities. So if you wanted to go back and confirm how your ballot was actually printed, you can do that using basic scanning or OCR. Um, but no, you don't have to uh, reformat your your ballot at all or your paper printout. It'll print out on a traditional eight and a half uh, piece of uh, paper. All right, uh, next is Denise Cowley and you should be able to unmute and talk. <clears throat> can you hear me? Hi Denise. Hi, um, actually I think you answered, <clears throat> oh, excuse me. My question actually kind of got answered. I was just really confused um, at the end of Melissa's demo when she talked about printing the ballot and then downloading the um, other information. And then, and I got a little confused about all the, how that process all worked. Right. Um, so I, I can maybe help clarify a little bit. Part of that was, again, some, some, from some feedback that we had uh, a number of years ago. And that is that um, when you're printing out your ballot, we have you print out the ballot first um, because for privacy uh, reasons, you can print out the ballot and you can fold the ballot um, and, and hold on to that ballot. You, you may need some, some help, um, you know, putting the ballot into an envelope. And, and if you're using the envelope return materials um, that we have kind of built into the flow, then initially when I first did this, it all printed off at the same time. And so you just had a bunch of paper that was being printed out. And so that kind of violated the privacy. And so in this way, we have step one is you print out your ballot. Step two 
is you print out the return instructions. And in those places where they want the envelope materials um, printed out as well, it's sort of a, a two-step process. And that's primarily in order to preserve uh, secrecy of, of your selections. Right. I was just confused because then she talked about downloading those things. And then that got me, that, that's what got me confused. Right. <clears throat> Uh, you, you print out the ballot, and then you, you do download. Um, yeah, you can print it out or, or download it um, if, if you want to do that. But most of them just print out. Most voters print out return materials. Great. Thank you. All right. Next is phone number ending in 467. You should now be able to unmute and talk. <coughs> Uh, okay, we're going to move on. Uh, Suzanne, uh, you should now be able to... Um, unmute and talk to us. Good evening, everyone. This is Suzanne Howell from Delaware. It's, it was great to hear this demonstration. It's good to hear your voices, Brian and Charlie. Thank you so much. You as well. Thank you. And they, uh, we had a telephone conference call in here in Delaware at our Delaware Council of the Blind and Vision Impaired meeting a couple of months ago, and they joined us for that informational meeting. My question is going to probably sound ridiculous, but uh, since I have not requested a, a an absentee ballot, I cannot use this system. Is that correct? In, in Delaware, they, they do uh, request or they, they do require that you put in an, absentee, an accessible absentee ballot request. Okay. That's yeah. what I thought. Well, I haven't. So I'm going to go to the poll, though, near us and use their accessible machine. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. And I will request an absentee ballot in the future and try the system. Thank you so much. And, and just as a reminder, you know, that, that's a great point. You know, this is only an option. We're not looking at all to replace the accessible machines that are in the polling place. Uh, this is to provide just another option. If you want to go to the polling place and, and use the accessible machine, uh, please do that. But if for whatever reason you, you don't want to get down there or you can't get down there, then bringing the, you know, our philosophy is, Let's bring the accessible machine or that experience into the home uh, for those voters that choose to do it. But you always have that accessible option in the polling place. Thank you. Okay, phone number ending in 874. Hi, this is Katherine Johnson. I live in Colorado. Is Colorado one of the um, polling states? And if it is not, it's I, am I just out of luck for this election? Thank you. Nope, you're you're in luck. Uh, Colorado is one of our states, and then again, that came from a lot of the local advocacy there in your state, and they're using Democracy Live. Oh, wonderful! So, um, I, in Colorado, we get absentee ballots that are paper ballots mailed to us. How do I go about using the service? Thank you. Yeah, you'd want to contact uh, your local county elections office and ask them to um, provide you the link to the accessible uh, absentee ballot. Oh, thank you very much. You bet. And this is Clark Bryan. As we get towards the end here, um, I, I feel it's only appropriate that I ask why do voters have to print out and mail in the ballot? It seems like it would be even more accessible if we could electronically return the ballot and avoid those added steps of printing, placing in an envelope and delivering to a post office or a Dropbox. 
Yeah, and, and you're absolutely right. And in the places that have been able to do it, it is more accessible, and, and we're we're committed to getting to getting there. Um, it's not a technology challenge. It's a it's a legislative authority um, uh, issue where. You know, it, it was, as you know, Clark, it was a battle just being able to get it this far um, to provide an accessible ballot delivery. Um, and it's really the legislative constraints that are holding us back. Um, but I think the more that we do the electronic ballot delivery, it's going to be an easier task to say, now we've been showing that we can do it securely and, and accessibly to deliver the ballot. Now let us return the ballot um, accessibly. So what I'm hearing is that there's still more advocacy work to be done even after November 3rd. Yeah, if, if, if you all believe that electronic return um, should be an option, then the only way to make that happen really is to, like you did um, already, to make it um, available as an accessible ballot delivery. They do need to hear from you if, if, you, if you want to do the, the, the full round trip with the electronic return. Um, and that's definitely, you know, we've been doing that. Um, it's available. The technology is there and proven. Um, it's just, it's getting the states to allow for that. And Randy, I think we have time for one or two more questions here. Okay. I'm going to let somebody who hasn't gone yet go. Uh, Rod Powell, you are now able to unmute and talk to us. Okay. Uh, we'll go on. Uh, William Gaddy. Okay, am I unmuted now? We can hear you. Huh? Yeah. Uh, my question is, uh, if I when if I have a computer at home but don't have a printer, can I fill out the ballot at home and then take it somewhere to print, or should I just go to some place that has a printer, like a library or something like that, and do the whole thing there? You know, it, it's really whatever is is um, the, the best option for you. You're able to save it. Um, onto a onto a thumb drive and then take that thumb drive to a place that does have a printer or if you wanted to you could log into uh another computer or device that is connected to a computer or, i'm sorry connected to a printer okay now if i want to save it the, the part of the demo where it says download is that where you would do that or it would actually be where um where it says to print the ballot and and we have a series of instructions that we can provide to you, but it's, it's where you would otherwise print the ballot. Instead of print to the printer, you would print to a, to a file, like to a, pre, a PDF um, or print to a file and, and save it that way. Okay. And, that, and that's an option in there? That is, yes. Okay. Okay, good. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Rod has managed to unmute. Oh, I thought so, but it looks like he's put his hand down. So, oh, nope, hands back up. And he's unmuted. Um, but looks like he's still having some technical difficulties. So, oh, no, nope. you know what? I'm the one who's having the technical difficulties. All right, Randy, well, if... Um, if he's able to unmute himself here while I'm wrapping up, we'll take his question quickly. But otherwise, I would like to thank Democracy Live, um, Brian, Charlie, and especially Melissa for the demonstration sharing with us about the Democracy Live 
voting option. Like Brian said, it's just one of many available options that voters have available to them here this election season. And again, I'll say that November 3rd is the final day for voting during the general election this fall. So make a plan, visit the acb.org voting toolkit, um, acb.org slash voting to find out more information about voting and accessible voting, as well as to develop your plan to vote. And please, uh, like folks have done here tonight that have already voted, please share your stories with us. And you can do that by emailing advocacy at acb.org, or you can email us at voting at acb.org. Um, please share your stories, good, bad, and otherwise. We, we want to know how uh, successful you were and what barriers you faced here uh, for this general election. And and unless our last questioner has had it is able to mm, unmute, nope, he is gone. All right. Well, Brian, uh, any closing words from your Democracy Live here this evening? Oh, I think I, again, thank you um, for the opportunity to speak to you all here today, and and for those of you that were involved in in getting either your state or or your community um, to bring awareness to the issue of equal access to voting, not just in the polling place where you know I think we all collectively don't. We all agree that accessibility doesn't necessarily have to end at the polls. It could be extended into the home. And because of your efforts and because of your advocacy, um, it's not just yourselves that, that now have access to voting uh, in the states that do have uh, this type of technology. It really impacts millions of voters around the country. Um, and as you might know, Rutgers University uh, echoed the U.S. Census that both showed that there's over... 10% of voters um, around the country, which is, you know, north of 20, 25 million voters in this country don't have the same level of equal access to voting. And um, because of your efforts, now they are starting to. And, and so just keep up those efforts. Uh, if you don't have something like this available in your state, um, Clark and his team and, and at the local level, for those of you that are on the call, you have proven that small d democracy still still is alive, you know, and, and Democracy Live is, is here to help that in some small way. But contact your local elections officials, contact your legislatures, contact your secretaries of state if you don't have a technology like this and, and you feel like you, you should have it um, because they will listen to you. And ACB National and at the local level has proven that that works. So again, thank you uh, for your time here tonight. Thank you for those closing remarks, and thank you for everyone tuning in here on Zoom and on ACB Radio. And I know Melissa said it earlier, but I'll just add the same way we close out every Advocacy Update podcast, keep advocating. Thanks, everyone. Have a good night.